For those that may be listening for the first time, our podcast is an offshoot from our main platform, YouTube. Our channel is called Coffee and Bible Time, where our goal is to help people delight in God's word and thrive in Christian living. We also have a website and storefront with Bible studies, prayer journals, courses, and more. I'm Mentor Mama, and today we are going to be talking about entrusting your love story to God. And more specifically, you know, being single in today's world is a road that can have many twists, turns, and bumps along the way. And, you know, you deeply want to trust God in your season of singleness, but the waiting can be so hard, especially when you're just so passionate about finding your soulmate. Um, But we want you to know that God sees you and he hears your prayers. And this season is really a time meant to seek God's word and experience him on an intimate level while learning to wait patiently on his timing. Our guest today, Erin Elise Q, has experienced the heartbreak of navigating singleness on her own terms. I am delighted to have her joining us again on the second podcast with us. Um, We just love her heart. She learned to surrender that season of her life to the one who truly loves her and to trust in his plan and his timing. So Erin, through her fun and holy ministry. She encourages women all over the world to navigate singleness and dating in a way that honors God. Erin equips women with Christian dating advice through her blog and her books and her latest book, Trusting God with Your Love Story is a six-week Bible study on singleness and dating that helps single women trust God's timing and plans for marriage. And when she's not writing, you can find Erin on the beach or hiking with her husband and baby boy in San Diego. Please welcome Erin. Thanks so much, Ellen. I'm so excited to be back on the show. And I just know God has a special special message today for all the single ladies out there. Yes, yes, absolutely. You know, Erin, I, I love your heart and your passion for just really wanting to help women who are in that stage of life it, because you've been there. You've done that um, and kind of what you've described uh, the hard way, right? So tell us, so today we're talking about letting God write your love story. Why don't you just start out by telling us about how God wrote your own love story? Yeah. And I am so passionate about this topic and helping single women in the church because I did not grow up trusting God with my love story. So sometimes it can be frustrating when you hear, you know, of people getting married young, they married their high school sweetheart, or they met at youth group. That was not the case for me. And so just important before, um, like backstory, I did not choose to follow Jesus until I was 29 years old. And so I lived in, for most of my twenties, I lived in that worldly way of dating, you know, the hookup culture, going out to bars, drinking, 
God wasn't really part of my life. I always believed in him, but I wasn't trusting him with my love story. I thought I could make it happen. And I thought, you know, drinking, hooking up was the way to find a husband. That's just what culture taught me. Um, but fast forward to my, when I was, you know, almost 29, God showed me that that was not the way to find love. You know, I was trying to find love, but I just felt so lost and broken. I felt so, so, so much heartbreak. I had been like ghosted, like all the bad dating stories you can imagine. And I finally said, God, I, I know you exist and I, it's going to take a miracle to find a husband. So that after experience, all that heartbreak in my twenties, that's when I finally went all in with God. And I said, you know what? I need you, God. I can't do this. But it was hard going all in. Like for all the ladies who have been used to the world's approach to dating, it's hard to give stuff up to follow God's ways. And, you know, for me, we've talked about this before, but I almost didn't want to follow Jesus because I didn't want to give up sex. Like that was a big, you know, I just thought, Christians were crazy. I was like, how does anyone do this? Like, I thought people didn't obey that part of the Bible, but God showed me that casual sex outside of marriage was, you know, destroying my love life. So I said, God, I've had enough. I'm going to do it your way. It sounds crazy, but God, I need you. So after that, God took me through a few years of singleness where he was really working in my heart. I was learning to put God first. I was learning my identity in Christ as a woman. So I was a new Christian. I like, this was a big deal, my foundational years with Jesus. And he was teaching me about purity, you know, how to be pure in my mind, body, and spirit. But he was working in me. But then I met this cute guy at my church in San Diego. And we were on the same volunteer team. We call it the high team. We, we greet everyone when they come to church and he was our leader at the time. And I wasn't used to Christian men, but one Sunday he prayed in our team huddle. And I just remember thinking like, oh my gosh, his prayer, like that was the most beautiful and sexiest thing I had mm -hmm. ever seen. I just, I had never seen men act this way. So I started to pray like, God, I'm not used to guys like this, but I think he's really cute. I like his heart. So I started to pray, God, if he's the one, like, you're going to let me know. He's going to ask me out. So months went by. Nothing happened. I still liked him. My feelings for this guy grew. And at church, you know, I had lots of uh, single girlfriends. You know, I said, oh, I really like this guy. His name's Jeff. And they were like, oh, just ask him out. He's shy. Or maybe just ask him out for coffee. But whenever I prayed about it, the Holy Spirit was like, no, don't make the first move. Just wait. So I waited. But then nine months went by and I was like, God, I've been waiting for this one guy for a very long time. He's not asking me out. I feel crazy, like holding on to hope for something that may not even be like, God, just tell me, is he my husband? But every time I would pray over the desires of my heart, you know, God, I still had them. And I believe that when I surrendered my life to God, he would give me his desires for my life. So God didn't tell me yes or no. He just kept saying, wait. But after nine months, I almost gave up. I was just, I was so sick of waiting. I was like, God, I'm not even going to talk to him anymore. I'm not even going to pray for this man. I just was like, God, 
I pray I'm for my future husband, but I need to take a break. Like it was just, it was too much to keep holding on to this guy. But then a few months later, so almost a year went by, this guy finally starts pursuing me. It was at our Christmas team, uh, our volunteer mm -hmm. Christmas party. So a whole year has gone by. He finally starts talking to me. It was like God awakened him. Like the scales fell off his eyes. He saw me in a new light because we were friends before. And he started, um, he asked mm -hmm. me out. We went on our first date. And then basically about nine months later, we were married. And so today I just told Alan when we we're recording this podcast, today we're actually celebrating our three-year wedding anniversary. Mm -hmm. And we have a two-month-year-old baby boy. And so looking back, I waited a long time. But when it was God's timing, God moved. And just <laughs> we can see how his timing all worked out in the end. But that is just a little preview of how he wrote my love story. Ah, oh, and it is such a beautiful story. Such a beautiful story. You know, for women that might be listening right now and you know, they, it could, they could be still very young, you know, very early twenties, or maybe someone's in their thirties. What, what advice do you have for the woman who's just tired of waiting and feels like giving up on marriage altogether? Yes. And yeah, I almost gave up. And there was times where I even questioned like, God is marriage your plans for me. I think when we're waiting, the enemy can come in with doubt and try to convince us that it's not God's plans or why are we believing for something that hasn't happened. But, you know, what encourages me is that God never promises that we won't have to wait. When we read the Bible, like we're reminded of King David and Joseph and Abraham, like these were God's chosen men for a specific mission. And they all went through seasons of waiting. But I think we get caught up in this, you know, Instagram, Amazon Prime, two-day shipping world, and we think our prayers will be answered yeah. overnight. And yes, God can answer our prayers overnight. Sometimes he does, but we have to remember that he never promised us we won't have to wait, but he uses the waiting season for his purpose. And the scripture that always gave me peace when I was really frustrated of waiting is Isaiah 55, eight through nine. It talks about how God's ways and his thoughts are higher than ours. Like we can't even begin to understand how God is moving in a waiting season. Like, and even if you're single and you're like, God, I'm ready. I've done all the work. I've done the healing. I've worked on myself. You may not understand why you're single, but you have to choose to believe that God has a, a purpose for this time and that he is moving. And so for any woman who's giving up, wants to give up, you're like, I'm sick of believing. It, it hurts too bad to believe. The key for me when I felt like giving up was to remember all that God had done in my life before. Mm -hmm. And when you remember, look back at all the prayers God has answered. Look at all the blessings, the ways he's moved in other areas of your life. You'll remember that the same God who answered your prayers for this other area is the same God who's capable of bringing you a husband. So really take like journal. Um, that really helped me when I was like, God, do you hear my prayers? Are you going to bring me a husband? Like just remembering all he's done really puts things into perspective. Mm, 
It absolutely does. And that's like a phenomenal suggestion because I've gone through that process of, you know, putting it, making a timeline, dividing it into four quarters and dividing that by the number of years you've been alive. And when I looked back and I saw the magnitude of how God had blessed me before I even became a believer, it just blew me away. It brought me to tears um, knowing that God is at work, even when we are wayward. And so yeah, I think that that's a great uh, exercise for someone to do. Yeah, that's beautiful. Well, Erin, yeah. So tell us about, um, you know, you mentioned the, the verse from Isaiah. Tell us about how you were in God's word and how that also helped you navigate this period of singleness. Yeah. So I love how nowadays there are so many Christian resources to help with dating and singleness, like the coffee and Bible time podcast um, books. And, you know, even on Instagram, you can follow a lot of encouraging accounts with scriptures or just advice for Christian dating, but nothing can speak to us like God through his word. And, you know, as I said, when I was single, I would ask other Christians for advice, but it wasn't always what God wanted me to do, you know? So when I was frustrated and God would speak to me through his word, like that encouraged me and spoke to me the most. And like, that's why going into the word for ourselves, like nothing can replace how he wants to speak to us directly through the Holy Spirit. And so there were a few scriptures. They were my lifeline when I was frustrated. And I knew that, God, these are your promises. I'm going to pray and declare them because I know you are faithful. And this is what your word says. So I'm going to pray these scriptures until they come to pass. And so yeah, on those nights, like sometimes I would go to God crying in tears, just like, God, I'm so frustrated. I've prayed the same prayer. So I prayed these scriptures when I didn't know what else to pray, but a couple of them, when I would pray over the desires of my heart, you know, I would say, God, if Jeff is not the one, take away these desires. God, I trust that you're going to give me your desires for my life. So I would declare Psalm 37, 4, which says, take delight in the Lord, in the Lord and he will grant the desires on your heart. I declared Philippians 2, 13 says, for God is at work in you, giving you the power and desire to do what pleases you. And another one that I held on to is Matthew 6, 33, seek God first and live righteously and he will provide your every need. And I said that, I said, God, you promised to provide my every need, including a husband. So those three scriptures, those were like my lifeline when I, when I was really at my lowest points, because I knew God was faithful mm-hmm. and I kept reminding God of his promises. Uh, and truly there is no salve for the soul <laughs> that can equal that. So I applaud you for, for being obedient, you know, and doing that. And this sort of topic of being obedient to God's word during this season of waiting, tell us how that is just so important to this whole process. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, I lived in the world's way of dating for so long. And I was like, 
is it even important? Like, cause I had already had sex. Like, so I was like, does it even matter if I stop? Like, I'm not a virgin, you know, does it even matter? And there was a time where I was like, okay, God, I'm going to give you every other part of my life except for sex. Like I'm going to still do it my way. And like, I thought that was okay, but God spoke to me so clearly it was through a sermon, but also it talks about this concepts in Ephesians um, chapter two, that for any part of our life that we don't give God, that we f- refuse to obey God, we're actually letting the devil control that part of our life. Mm-hmm. And I just had never viewed it that way, that when we choose to disobey God, we're actually giving the devil permission to enter that area of our life. And so I had already seen the devil at work in my love life, you know, all the ungodly soul ties, the heartbreak, the ghosting, the breakup. So I I didn't want the devil anywhere near my love life anymore. And so that really got my attention. And, um, you know, I have friends that in church are like, well, I've been obeying God. I've been doing all the things, but he still hasn't brought me a husband. Like, does it even matter? And yes, the answer is yes. Like, again, we don't know how God is moving in this season, but we have to have a healthy fear of the Lord and understand that there are consequences when we choose to disobey or when we believe that something doesn't apply to us. But especially when it comes to love, dating relationships, I just encourage any woman who is struggling to obey God that, you know, you want God's blessing on your love life, right? You don't want the devil anywhere near your love life. And so, yes, even though it's hard to obey when you're sick of waiting, it is it is still so worth it. Yeah, it's just, it's so critical. And, you know, that's just the theme that's repeated over and over and over in the overarching narrative of the Bible is just being disobedient to God and and all of the repercussions that happen thereafter. And so hearing you say that and just knowing the, the, the background that you came from and then you've, you've kind of proven, right, that God can do this heart change within you. He can help you change and be obedient. So that's, I'm sure, very encouraging for some people that might be listening out there, you know, and they might be even right now struggling with shame and guilt. How did you deal with that whole side of it? Yeah, so once I went all in with God, including my love life, I did have, you know, shame and guilt from my past, specifically with my sexual past. And, you know, I was like, well, I want a godly man. I want a godly husband. but what is he going to think of me when he knows that I've already had sex or that I've had sex with multiple men? Like, so when I met my um, husband in church, I didn't know about his past or anything, but I just kind of felt like he is so, he seemed like he was perfect. And I was just like, what is he going to want to do with me? Like, I just felt defiled in a way, or like I was like tainted goods, you know? And Mm -hmm. God started to show me, like I was, disqualifying myself already from having a godly relationship or even at church. Again, I was like, who am I? Like, I, I'm not like these super Christians who grew up in church, always following you. Like, I just felt like some Christians seemed perfect, but God showed me that we all have some type of past. We've all fallen short, but 
God is a redemption God. And he really spoke to me again through the Bible, through the story of Rahab. And in the book of Joshua, Rahab, she seems like she has a small piece um, when they're going to conquer Jericho. But Rahab was a prostitute who slept with men for money. But God used her. She hid um, the Israelite spies. And then God, through her act of faith, God saved her and her family. But her story didn't end there. Rahab, she ended up being part of the lineage of Jesus Christ. We see that she married Salmon and Rahab gave birth to Boaz. And if you've read the book of Ruth, like Boaz is one of the most prominent men of God in the Bible. Like so many single women are praying for a man like Boaz, but Rahab was his mother. And so can you just imagine the redemption that God took Rahab through from a prostitute to a Proverbs 31 woman and wife, like God blessed Rahab. He gave her a husband. He gave her a family. He used Rahab to be part of Jesus's lineage. And it still gives me goosebumps because that just shows God's heart for us that he does not disqualify us because of our past sin, but especially with love and relationships, he can still use us for something beautiful. We can still have a healthy, godly marriage and family, despite what our past may have looked like with men. Yes, yes. Learn what theology is and how to study God within the Bible in course number seven of our In-Depth Bible Study Academy. In this academically built course, you will learn the tools to study God's character and nature within a Bible passage and how to grow closer to God relationally through Bible study. This course titled Theology, Knowing God Through In-Depth Bible Study is packed with teaching lessons, homework, quizzes, and a resource list for personal study. Head to our website, coffeeandbibletime.com, to learn more about the Academy and course number seven today. Use promo code CBT Podcast, that's CBT Podcast, to get 50% off this course right now at coffeeandbibletime.com. Oh, absolutely. 100%. So if you're out there listening, please know that and, and trust that um, condemnation is not something that comes from Christ. In Christ, there is no condemnation and he is a forgiving and loving God. So I know, Erin, that you know, when you're going through this season, there's a time when, you know, you're attending all these weddings of your friends, and then they start having babies. Tell us about, you know, the pain, maybe painful times that you went through. And what advice do you have for women who may be struggling with that? Yeah, so, you know, when I was single, and I thought I was doing all the right things and praying. I was like, okay, God, I'm ready for my husband. But it was frustrating when I saw friends getting married around me, or it was frustrating when I saw friends not walking with God getting married. And, you know, a part of me was like, God, it's not fair. Like I'm doing all the things like, where is my husband? And 
I had to recognize that I was actually feeling, you know, bitter, jealous, and I was struggling with comparison. I was comparing my relationship status to those around me. And it got so bad that there were some friends' weddings I actually didn't go to because I felt so bitter inside. Like I couldn't show up and celebrate their love story because I was so like, God, where's my husband? And, you know, God had to work in my heart. And, you know, the Bible tells us that jealousy, envy, comparison, that's not from him. That's from the enemy. But at the time, I ha- he showed me everything to be grateful for. But I, I heard a podcast from Annie F. Downs. She's another Christian author and speaker, but she phrases so beautifully. So if this is you, if you find yourself struggling when other friends are getting married, in a podcast, Annie F. Annie F. Downs said, no one is getting what God has for you. And so when it comes to dating, like, just remember, if you are submitted to God, if you are truly walking in his ways and obedient, just remember that your friend's boyfriend is not the man God has for you. Your friend getting married has not stolen your husband. God is not going to run out of godly men when people get married. I think we can feel like that when someone gets married, there's less godly men for the single people, but God is a God of abundance. And so just remember that God is not going to give your future husband to someone else. And so when others get married, we can rejoice and remember that God is still writing love stories. So we can celebrate them knowing that our turn will come and God still has our man for us. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's encouraging for those out there that um, almost if you can kind of step out and see yourself from God's perspective, that kind of gives you a little bit more clarity on, you know, we don't always know what he's doing every single moment, but we do know overall that he is guiding and directing our path. And that's, that's a a really great quote from Annie. Well, Erin, you have taken the time and poured out your, your heart into this brand new six week Bible study on singleness and dating. So tell us everything about it. Like, you know, God put it on your heart. Tell us about that and the format and if people can do it together or by themselves and everything. Yeah. Well, I know Ellen, you and Coffee and Bible Time are so passionate about God's word. And I was praying about God. How can I encourage single women? Like, how can I help single women go through what I went through, you know, cause I almost gave up. I struggled with sex and giving that to God. And I, I love writing, but he really showed me that this book, trusting God with your love story, that it had to be in a Bible study. And it's written where each day there's a different topic. Each week has a different topic, but each day it's kind of like a devotional. There's scriptures, there's scriptures you need to look up in your own Bible and there's a prayer But God really showed me again that there is so much power and healing when we seek him directly through his word. So I didn't want to just regurgitate all the scriptures of how God has spoken to me. God showed me that the single woman needed to seek him directly. And so that's why it's written as a Bible study. And the Holy Spirit, like, 
I was like, okay, God, and I, I don't, I didn't go to Bible college. I didn't, um, again, grow up in church. I'm not a pastor, but the Holy Spirit, I felt so strongly was a Bible study format, but it's just been amazing to see the healing, the breakthrough, the transformation that women have had around the world because they've taken the time to sit at the feet of Jesus through this Bible study and let the Holy Spirit minister to their heart. And so that if you're looking for a Bible study and it talks about all scriptures and stories that relate to marriage, singleness and dating and dating, you've probably noticed that the word dating isn't in the Bible, but God actually has a lot to teach us about relationships, how to pursue marriage and how to trust his timing. And so I remember when I was single, I did, there were Christian dating books um, a few years ago, but there wasn't a true Bible study format. And I was hungry for this type of book. And so that's another reason God put it on my heart to write it as a Bible study to really help those single women who are struggling to trust God with their love story. Yes. And absolutely. Like, Truly, it's through God's administering of his Holy Spirit into the person doing the study. That's where the, the transformation and the healing and all of that need to begin and, and work together. For the woman who does your study, you mentioned that people have been doing it across the world. Tell us, tell tell them how they can get a hold of the study and find you online. Yeah. So um, you can purchase the trusting God with your love story on Amazon. Um, and you can go through it on your own. If you are good with self-study because the book tells you what to read each day in the scriptures, but it is also a great study to do with a group of friends. So if you have just a single friend or a group of single ladies at church, it's a great, it can be good for like a life group, a small group. Um, I do have a group discussion guide that you can find on my website, funandholy.com slash Bible study. And it gives you questions to discuss each week, but it really is a six week in-depth study that you can do with friends and just you know, when I was single, I wanted more community with other singles at church. It really, sometimes I felt like I was all alone. So do this with another single friend. Actually talk about how God is speaking. Talk about the hard parts of being single because when we talk about what we're struggling with, that really opens us up to be healed and receive breakthrough. And so, yes, highly encourage you to do it with a friend. But yes, you can grab it from Amazon. Awesome. We will make sure we put those links in our show notes. Erin, do you have any um, tips or suggestions too for the the person that is single and that maybe God wants to remain single? Yeah. And I, I love that because that's a powerful reminder that God doesn't promise that everyone will get married, but God, mm -hmm. we have to go back to God's plans for our life. He knows best, right? And so if God has calling you to be single, I always pray over the desires of your heart. Like, do you have a desire to get married? Has God called you to be single? And Paul talks about that. You know, he was single and he called it a gift that he mm -hmm. could focus on the mission that God had for him. And so whether you feel yes. called to be single or not, just remember that 
God has so much purpose for your life in this season. And your life has already started. It doesn't start or it doesn't get better once you get married. Like God can use you right where you are. And so just to really pray and press in of that specific assignment and calling that God has for you. Mm, yes, absolutely. Well, well said, Erin. God can use us um, married or single, and he has a plan just for you. Well, Erin, before we wrap things up here, we always ask our favorite Bible study questions, but since you've been on before, we have to change this up a little bit. Tell us, what's the last Bible study that you did? So one of my last Bible studies was um, called Influence. It's written by the Encourage um, from Dayspring. Um, so it was like a, a six or seven week Bible study book, but it really just talked about how all of us as Christians, we do have influence, even if we're not a big Instagram influencer, if we don't have a podcast, we're still an influencer for Jesus Christ where God has called us. So yeah, it was called Influence by the Encourage um, Publishing Group. Oh, awesome. Okay, we'll put a link to that. And then lastly, tell the people listening, like, where do you find Christian community for the stage of life that you're in? Yes. And we live in such an online world, which is awesome, especially the past few years, we've been able to connect through Zoom, through social media, but nothing can replace in-person community. And, you know, I meet so many single women that are struggling to find community at their church. And I just say, keep trying, keep church shopping, because I truly believe God wants us to be planted in a house and a church body of Christ with other believers, because that's how we grow and flourish. So keep trying to find that in-person community in your city. You can Google like Holy Spirit churches or ask Ellen or myself how to find a church if you're struggling, but also take advantage of all the online communities. Um, like at Fun and Holy, I have a community just for single Christian women, or there's Bible study communities out there. Um, and yes, Instagram and social media, you can connect with others, but I would say don't rely on social media as your main way of connection because God designed us to connect face to face. So in person on Zoom, look for that face to face where you can actually see someone smile Nothing can replace that interaction. Oh, absolutely. Yes, I really encourage the the one-on-one -on -one and getting together with other people, I think is just so important. And I love your advice. Like if you haven't found it, just keep searching. Um, that doesn't mean it's not out there. You just need to keep searching. And there are definitely our groups where you can get connected and um, and just be encouraged, you know, having someone else or even a mentor that you can talk to about the life's challenges like this can be so helpful. Well, Erin, thank you so much for joining us today and encouraging the women out there who are navigating singleness and just reminding them to continue to live a life that is set apart for God and trust in his perfect plan. So thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. And for our listeners, be sure and get a copy of Aaron's new Bible study, 
trusting God with your love story. We will have the link in our show notes for easy ordering for you. So thank you so much for joining us on our podcast today. We love you all. Have a blessed day.